0: Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of the Uneducated Ropey podcast with me, Karen Harris. As always, Alec Davis and Lucy Jones are here with me. Uh, this is going to be a Dragons 15. Um, we've been worried about this one for weeks. I think it's been something we've been holding back on, holding, hoping it doesn't come out. Um, Alec, how difficult have you found it? Or did you find perhaps that there were a lot of good players that just didn't stay long enough at the dragons to be considered legends of the club
1: um yeah no that is true about some of them but you know for obvious reasons you know um you know they left to the other regions um but yeah i, I found it um not that bad actually doing this team because they have had good players at dragons um it's just a lot of them were a while ago and i guess maybe not many of them were in the same team i'm not you know um but they have had
0: they have had tidy players over the years. Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. Um, you know, they haven't had those glory teams like we spoke previously about the likes of Scarlett and their glory team of two thousand seventeen, like the Ospreys teams of the the late oh nines, early tens, uh, or the the Blues teams, obviously that reached European semi finals and EDF finals, winning loose. Is that therefore a sign that a lot of these players are mediocre in quality? Or is it simply that they didn't manage to meet each other at the right time? Do you think if you'd have put this team on paper and put them up against some of the best sides in Europe, do you think they'd have done well?
2: Maybe. Um, I, I don't think that like, this team is as strong as the Blues 15 we did, the Scalas or the Osprey's 15. Um, so no, I don't think they would be able to compete as highly then, it's a decent team, um, but there are weaknesses in some positions for definite but don't forget, Dragons did um, go on to the semi-finals of the European Challenge Cup in 2007, so it's not like they've done nothing
1: Yeah,
2: (laughs) and I think um, the Anglo Welsh Cup. Also in two thousand and eleven, they got through to the semi's. It's not like they don't achieve stuff there. And just they are known as the weakest Welsh region. So
0: yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think you are cling, clinging for crumbs there, or bruce shawn as we say in Welsh. Um, <laughs> let's let's get down to it then. Let's start with the Dragons team. Let's start with fullback. I think there are a couple here um, of debates to be had. Now, one is a world legend. I think that's fair to say. Um, Probably the first Galactico to come to Wales. I think that's a fair fair statement to make because before the Ospreys Galacticos of the the late 2000s, this was the first one, as far as I can remember, in Percy Montgomery. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: I think you're right there. Um, The only thing about that is, I think... um, he was there in or 04 and 04 05, I think I'm right in saying, when they finished third and fourth in the league um, of two years. <laughs> um, but I think he was playing outside centre in those years. Yeah. I think he played most of his rugby there. So that's why I don't have him as my fullback. Um, but obviously we know him as a fullback because he played there for South Africa and he played some games for Dragons there as well.
0: Yeah, he did play a bit of both. Um, I, I do remember him most notably at 13. Um, his goal-kicking obviously was exemplary and probably ahead of his time, really. If you think about it, you know, you think of the great goal-kickers of the past 10 years and I've been speaking to Alex about this recently that the quality of goal-kicking has drastically improved. You just see the likes, the figures of the likes of Farrell, Bigger, uh, Sexton to some degree as well. Um and then you compare that to the kickers that were in the early thousands and they weren't, they weren't as good. But I think when you think of the great goal kickers, you think of the likes of Jenks and you think of Percy Montgomery and um, you just have to look at the amount of points he scored in, in those seasons for the Dragons, a brief time he was there to, to, to realise that. Who have you gone with at fullback then, Aled, just to give us a, give us a first name?
1: I've gone with a man who was there between 2004 and 2009, um, so probably coincided with Montgomery. He scored 25 tries in, I think, 75 appearances for Dragons. Um, so it's Kevin Morgan. Yeah. Um, who, who scored Wales during the 05 slam.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the most memorable memories I have from Wales Rugby is his try against Ireland, which was almost a carbon copy of the try he scored against Scotland actually. Um from a Shanklin break and just being on the shoulder and the, the commentary from Eddie Butler being along the lines of to paraphrase um to put the, the cream on the grand slam cake. Um and that's 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 really what it was and you, you you think Kevin Morgan was sort of drafted in late late replacement for Gareth Thomas who got injured obviously in the France game. He was brilliant for Wales in that season and had a brilliant career at the Dragons. Luce, have you gone with Kevin Morgan as well or have you gone with someone else perhaps?
2: Um, I've actually got Kevin Morgan on the wing because I do know he played a bit of wing. I have someone else at 13, so because of that I've gone for Percy Montgomery at fallback. Why?
0: Um,
2: Literally because of the reasonings everyone's given. Um, Yeah it was a brilliant signing then for the Dragons, um and he was part of new but became uh, before dragons became the region it um, became so yeah i've gone with Percy montgomery as my fullback yes with then kevin morgan on the wing
0: it's an interesting one i think we're gonna see a lot of players moving around in these positions in this dragon side just to try and accommodate all the the best players um i had two options here i, I I didn't want to leave Kevin Morgan out and I have left Kevin Morgan out, which doesn't sit well with me at all because I loved Kevin Morgan. I thought he was a cracking player. I've done it to accommodate another guy within my centres, actually, if anything. Um, I felt like you couldn't take out either of the wingers that I've got. So I have gone with Percy Montgomery at fullback, but I will leave it open because at this moment in time, Obviously, we've all got them in different positions, so we'll we'll see what we've got in the wingers as, as well. Lucy, you've mentioned Kevin Morgan. Who's the other individual you've got on the other wing?
2: Um, I have got the well top try scorer for Newport, but well, what for um, Dragons then? Alad Brew, um, yeah. very quick player. I think you've got to have him on your team really. Yeah. Um, a very well known player for the Dragons. If um, you're welsh who everyone knows
0: of him so yeah i've got with alice brew yeah good try scoring record for the dragons a big winger tough to stop um had a decent wales career i think it's fair to say was part of the 2011 squad um in that world cup uh, where wales were unfortunate to finish uh fourth al you're nodding along here i can see you've got alice brew who's the other man you've got on the other wing?
1: Okay, this was tough because um, I've actually originally I had Halluskam. So, but then hang about
0: that. <coughs> sorry, changed, I put my head in my hands because I thought Halluskam was a bang average player who did not deserve to get as many Wales caps as he did. Oh,
1: very harsh, very harsh. I I've actually I changed it to Ashton Hewitt. Okay. So, Hewitt has 84 games for the Dragons, and I do really rate him. I actually think he is one of the best wingers they've had. Um, I don't think he has that acknowledgement, because he hasn't been capped, really. Has he been capped? No. Um, So, in Wales, I don't think he's respected, because he hasn't been capped as much as he should be. So, yeah, I've gone with Hewitt instead of Howell, um, but I do feel bad for that.
0: That's interesting, because neither of those came into my shortlist. Um, I must be honest... I completely forgot about Alid Brew initially, and then remembered just how good he was, um, mm-hmm. and saw you know the try scoring record, and thought, well, I have to have him in, because the original guy I had on that left wing in number eleven jersey was Richard Fussell. Obviously, then moved on to the Ospreys, but he had a great try scoring record for the for the Dragons. I think mm-hmm. in recent times, some of his most some of the Dragons' most successful years were where Fussell was on one wing, Alid Brew on the other. Um, certainly in the last 10 years. Um, But I didn't go with him in the end. I went with Gareth Wyatt on the other wing, which I think shows a little bit of bias towards Gareth Wyatt, who I absolutely loved as a player. I've no idea why, again. Another one of those players who I thought he was always a consistent 7 out of 10 performer, very good defensively, um, had a good boot on him actually as well, could kick quite far, um, and that was quite a good weapon for him. Played a bit around that back three, could play 15 as well, but... I had him on the right wing, so we're at a a bit of an impasse here. Um, It's a bit of a difficult one. I think by the fact that both of you have Kevin Morgan, we've got to fit him in somewhere. And it's just the question of whether we move Percy Montgomery to 13 or not, and maybe we should wait until we've heard the centres. So we're actually taking another step further on. And, um, Alad, you've mentioned that you have Percy Montgomery in at 13. Lucy, who takes that jersey for you
2: um i've actually gone with a guy i think i wanted to try maybe and fit in with the scarlet but um he is from well he was born in. he was born in newport then i've chosen matthew j watkins at 13 um so i know he was with newport before the dragons um became a region but he did go back and play for the dragons and yeah that he he is known for being from that area um and he was he was a brilliant player he well he only had 18 caps for wales um but i really admired watching him when he was playing down Strady.
0: yeah i (sighs) I wanted to get Matthew J. Watkins into my team because I I wanted him in my Scarlet team. I think I put him on the wing in the end just to accommodate him somewhere in that side. Um, You know, he did hold the record for most tries in the old Celtic League. Uh, I think that's been surpassed now. I think it was passed possibly by Brian O'Driscoll, which shows the level of player you have to be to beat that record. Um, The thing with Matthew Watkins for me, and the reason I don't have him, is I would say his best years were at Scarlet's. And I say that begrudgingly because he was still a cracking player for the Dragons. Um, I've actually gone with a man who I'd actually completely forgotten about until I was doing this list. And a man who, for some reason, I idolised growing up. I thought he was a cracking player, that he had great hands, great leadership qualities. And that is Ashley Smith, a man who was possibly forgotten by Wales, a man who into the region. I know he's held in massively high regard by the Dragons. You know, when I was preparing this fifteen, I had a little look and saw that the Dragons fan site had created you know their dream fifteen, and Ashley Smith was one of the names they had in there. And yeah. I can fully understand why. I've got him at thirteen. He played a bit of a twelve as well. So, but yeah, that's that's why I've gone with Ashley Smith. Um, was there for like ten years as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was there for a long time before concussion blighted his career and cut it short. I think I think he was unlucky with injuries as well. I think if it hadn't been for that, I think he could have gone on to be a Wales player and even more of a star of the Dragon. So for me he was a must have in that centre partnership. Um I don't know if either of you have opted for him at twelve at all, or was that no? I
1: I saw his name,
0: but I um I didn't put him in, no. So who have yeah. you who have you opted for at 12 then Aled over Ashley Smith
1: well it, it was a tough one at 12 I thought yeah um, I, there was this guy who played for them in the first season Marinos is it I, yeah I can't remember him I never watched him play so I, I didn't really want to put him in my team I've gone with um, a good servant of the club I'd say there for four years between 2007 and 2011 and that man is uh, RGD,
0: uh, Roger Gomer Davis. Yeah, good servant. Very good servant. Would you make of him as a presenter out of interest?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's pretty
0: smooth. He's actually quite good, uh, so I'll give him that.
1: Yeah. So he was there quite a lot of the time. He might have had some injuries as well, because he was there for four years, 58 appearances. Yeah, I thought
0: he had a good time his career. So Anna's gone with Roger Gomer Davis. Lucy, who have you opted for?
2: Okay, I've gone quite controversial here. Um, so, growing up, Dragons was the team I watched the least. Um, sorry, <laughs> stop cutting me. What are you doing?
0: I'm praying you've gone for the man I've gone for because you said controversial and I've gone controversial. So I'm really hoping you've gone with the man I've gone with. Who have you gone for, Liz?
2: I've, I've got three on my list. Yet. I still haven't chosen which one I'm gonna go for. <laughs> um yeah i've got three on the list okay if i'm gonna decide right now (laughs) no i'm not gonna say him um see i've got three players on my list but two of them i just don't feel like i watched enough of when they played for the dragons who are they out of interest
0: loose who are they out of interest okay
2: so tyler morgan who is now obviously the Scarletts. OK. And I think this one is actually the one you might have. Um, Andy Tumangi, um and, yeah, Tyler Morgan. So I'm actually going to go with a guy that's only been there for a year, who is currently playing, and I'm just thinking of just his past and everything he's done. Not for Dragons. But I'm going with Jamie Roberts.
0: Well Luce, you started off by saying that this was gonna be a good team and now I'm looking at your team and I'm slightly worried. <laughs> no, I'm really teasing. Um Yeah, he's he actually had a very good season last season for the Dragons and it's certainly helped them a lot. I think having a guy that sides outside of Sam Davis has helped them defensively. The difficulty for me is when you look at these players, um I said it with Matthew Watkins, but it's definitely the case with Jamie is it's hard to look past what they have achieved in the game pre the club that they're at. And with, Ma- with Jamie, what has he actually achieved at the Dragons by comparison? Has he been a good player? Yes. Has he been a great player? I would argue not. Um, so I haven't gone with Jamie. I've done a little bit of uh, skullduggery and moved a guy who has played at 12, has played at 12 in the jersey for Wales... From fly half and that's Kerry Sweeney. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Alec's not happy. I would I would stay with Kerry Sweeney. Defensively, he was one of the most solid fly halves you'll ever find. He was a brilliant tackler. I think he could have coped well in that twelve jersey, and you know, second distributor to get the threats of, you know, Alec Brew and whoever we decided the rest of the backs on side would be brilliant. How much did he actually play at 12 for Dragon? I would argue he was probably limited due to the fact that he probably played the majority of his career at fly half due to the dearth of options at fly half. But I think, yeah. I still think he was a cracking player. Um, he was. He was a player, yeah. Yeah. And I'd, I wanted to get him in my side and that was the only way I could. So I felt putting him in at 12 wasn't a ridiculous option. We are at a terrible impasse, though, because I'm just looking at the number of players we've got written down for definite. So far, I can only see that we've definitely got Percy Montgomery somewhere in the back line, either 13 or 15. We've got Kevin Morgan at 14 or 15, and Aled Brew (laughs) is the only one we've... All three of us have gone for at (laughs) 11. So we're going to have to get some form of agreement here because we've we've managed to get it on every other one, but this one seems to be the most difficult. Aled... Is, is Percy Montgomery a must at 13 for you or are you happy to see him at 15? No,
1: I'm happy to
0: see him full-back. That's fine. I'll concede. Concede him at full-back. We,
2: we'll get Kevin and Morgan on the wing then, Fab.
0: So. Yeah. So let's move Kevin Morgan to wing, which opens up the options at 13 then between Matthew Watkins and uh, Ashley Smith. Aled, you will have the deciding vote. I was just wondering, would you be tempted to put Hal Lescom here? Because he did play a couple of times for Wales at 13 as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would. But he, I don't know. Did he play most of his games for Dragons on the wing? I don't know.
0: I think he did. And I'm just going to tell you now, there's no chance <laughs> I'm allowing it.
1: <laughs> um, well, I think based on what you said, because I was of the same opinion with Watkins, um, he played his best... Games for
0: Scarlett, probably. So, I think I would go Smith. Yeah, Ashley Smith in at thirteen. Unless you wanted to move him to twelve, or are you sticking with your feelings at twelve with uh, Rodrigo martinez We could Matthew, we could go with Ashley Smith and Matthew Watkins, of course.
1: Yeah, I could do
0: that. Um, Unless we 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 want Kerry Matthew, Sweeney in at twelve. Oh no. no,
1: I I think yeah, I think maybe Smith and Watkins.
0: Are you happy with that, Luce? I'm, I'm pretty happy with that.
2: Yes, I'm happy,
0: yeah. Ashley Smith and Matthew Watkins <laughs> make up our centre partnership. We finally managed to sort out 15-11. to 11. It's taken the first 25 minutes of the podcast nearly. Um, let's move to half-backs. I don't think this is going to be much easier. Um, fly half. There are several options here. None have managed to really nail down the jersey for a length of time, bar one, I would argue. And that's Jason Tuvey. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I was thinking of Tuffy. Um he, he was a good player for the Dragons. He could control a game. Um, decent kicker. Um, I haven't gone for Tevey myself. Um, I've gone for Kerry.
0: You've gone for um, Kerry Sweeney. Lucy's nodding her head as well. I think you've gone for Kerry Sweeney as well, have you? Yeah. <laughs> so after completely ridiculing <laughs> me for putting him in at 12, you put him in at 10 instead.
1: I uh, was <laughs> ridiculing you because he's going to be at 10. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, although he played six years, I think, at the Blues and only three at Dragons, but he he did play well for Dragons and that's why Blues a decided problem. So, yeah, I've got Kerry in there.
0: The The one thing I'd say against that, okay, is that you know, Jason Tovey was their top point scorer. Yes. So you're leaving yeah. out the top point yeah. scorer for the Dragons. Um, another guy I wanted to mention, purely from Celtic Warrior Bias, is Craig Warlow, who I thought was a cracking player. Um, yeah. Sean Connor as well did have a spell at the Dragons, yeah. who was an Ospreys. Great, actually. I think he's very much underappreciated in the history of the Ospreys, in what he used to yeah. do for us. Um yeah. But you've gone with the man Kerry Sweeney. I've you know I've got him at twelve, so I I can't complain too much. Let's put him in now to to speed things along rather, and let's move to his half back partnership. Um, I feel this is a straight two horse race for me. I don't know if Alad feels the same between Gareth Cooper and Roger Williams. Yeah, so I've gone
1: for Gareth because. One reason is because he actually played there at the same time as Sweeney. He was there for three years in the same block, so he would have played with Kerry. Um, You know, very quick, Gareth Cooper. Uh, had a few games for Wales. Um, remember him playing down in South Africa when Shane scored that brilliant try out there. So, yeah, I, I've gone for Cooper ahead of Rodri.
0: Yeah, seems reasonable. Luce, who have you opted for at Scrum Half? Yeah, I've gone with Gareth Cooper as well.
2: Um, He actually has quite a few caps for Wales, considering yeah. he's playing really alongside the same team as Peel and Mike Phillips coming through as well. And then, yeah, he got his one and only Lions cap when he was playing for the Dragons, so during that period. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I've gone with God of Cooper as well.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, he did have a very good Wales career. He was the starting nine when Wales played New Zealand back in 2003 World Cup. You know, he's part of that great Stephen Jones try where uh, Shane Williams bobbles it before flicking it back inside. Um, yeah. So, you know, he definitely had a great career with Wales, often the substitute scrum half or the bit part player behind uh, first Peel and then Phillips, but did get his spells at the start in the starting jersey. Um, very quick. Very very good snipe on him and a good support lines was probably a bit ahead of his time with his support li- lines to be fair. Um, yeah. Let's move on because we finally sorted the backs and we've taken a fair bit of time to do that. Um, let's move to loose head prop. We're going to do this back to front because I feel like, I feel like the front row is going to be incredibly difficult. So I wanted to get it out the way quickly and, this one. To me, there's no name that jumps out, but I've gone with Brock Harris. You know, you mentioned him previously on another podcast, Loose, and spoke about the longevity he'd had at the, the Dragons and how long he'd spent there and how many years he'd given a service. And that's why I've gone with him. I think he would always put his body on the line. Was he the best player in the world? No. Was he a solid scrummager? I would say probably. And that's the one thing I would give him ahead of the likes of some of the other players that have worn that jersey. Luce, are there any other names that jumped out to you particularly?
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've also gone with him. Um, Just watching the last few years, I think Dragons have developed the last few years, really, and individuals like him, he's been solid. Um, And, yeah, Dragons have never had really any or well, many of them from growers that stand up. So, yeah, I've gone with him as well.
0: Aled, I'm not sure if you've gone with Brock Harris, my namesake, but who, who have you opted with?
1: Um, I haven't, no. I've gone with a player who was there between 2003 and
0: 2009, so start of the Glorious the Dragons. <laughs> start on uh, the, the only glorious if they were glorious at all but yeah, sorry his name
1: is Adam Black yeah so he had I mean, one source says 110 appearances Wiki says 163 okay and, uh, Wiki says also that he's got 24 tries
0: well I'm actually so looking at the Dragons website and that's, that's spot on with the 24 tries, so
1: that's it, pretty good Incredible
0: oh, try scoring record for a loosehead, and he has got to
1: be
0: in. Look at that try scoring record, man. I I can understand understand fully why you've got him in, and to be honest, should I maybe have gone with him? Perhaps, but I think Brock Harris's longevity for me, and the fact that he's been that cornerstone of the pack with what has been a young dragon side, has just given it the edge. I think a lot of dragon supporters will be on your your end, and you know, screaming at the screen. Um, or screaming at the podcast listening to this but uh, what what for you is lacking in uh, part tries what is lacking for Brock Harris in your opinion
1: well no nothing against Harris as such but I'm just it was when the men of Gwent had a formidable pack you know back in the early noughties right that's when Black was playing um, they must have had because they finished third and fourth in the league right yeah uh, two years so you know I, I, that's why I put him in really
0: No, I can understand that. Um, It's probably my bias for uh, recent players with Brock Harris and and my namesake. Um, It was close enough that I put Will Harrys in on one of the wings, to be fair. Um, (laughs) Um, Let's move on to Hooker. Um, For me, this was a straight shoe-in. And that's Elliot D.
1: Um,
0: I found that a really easy decision... And that's partly because I think of Elliot D as a brilliant player for the Dragons. I don't think he's actually replicated the form he's had for the Dragons with Wales. I think he's superb over the ball. I think he's solid in the scrums and in the lineouts. He's got 20 tries for the Dragons. You know, that's a heck of a lot of tries. You know, we were talking about Adam Black with his 24, but that's a heck of a lot of tries for a front rower. Um, Luce, have you gone the same or have you gone with something different? Yeah, I've gone
2: the same. Um, he's been there. It'll be he'll be going into his ninth year now with the Dragons. He's played for them 119 times, um, and yeah, he is a decent player. Um, always consistent for the Dragons. Um, good with the lineup. So yeah, I've gone with him as well.
0: Well, that, again, two in a row, Al. But you're you're outvoted <laughs> before you get to give your opinion. But who have you gone with, a hooker?
1: Um, I haven't gone for D. I've actually gone for another one of the um the originals of the region. Um, Steve Jones. Okay. Uh, so not the uh, not the English uh, journalist Steve Jones, but <laughs> he, um, he had the hooker Jabber, as he was known as, apparently. Uh, there for ten years and uh, 126 appearances, I think. Um, and he also played for Wales, didn't he? Yeah, Steve. I'm not sure how many caps he had, probably not that many, but um, he sounds like he was a good servant. I can't really remember it much, but uh, I put Jones in.
0: I think I've got a poster on my wall with the uh, 2005 Grand Slam squad, and I'm pretty sure he's part of it. I think he was third yeah. choice behind what would have been Robin McBride and Mevin Davis at the time. Um, right. Yeah, great player. <sighs> Is he as good as Elliot Elliott D would be my question, and I'd probably say no. In terms of serving the club, brilliant, brilliant career. But uh, I think Elliot D is the right choice. For, in my opinion, obviously, I've gone with him. But um, I did think of the likes of T.R. Thomas. In recent times, Richard Hibbard has also had a good career there. But yeah, for me, Elliot D was the obvious choice. Um, tight ed prop. When I originally did this, I wrote down a name who never made an appearance with the Dragons, which sort of <laughs> showed the absence of many world-class players in that position. Um, I'd originally written Chris Horseman and then realised very quickly, had he made any appearance for the Dragons? Oh, no, he has not. So we are called the Unair to Get a Rugby Podcast, so I feel I can get away with it. Aled, who did you go with to save my blusher here? Um,
1: I've, I've actually gone for Leon Brown here. Because, um, <laughs> as you say, there probably what has been a dearth of... Um, quality tight heads uh down down in Newport over the years. Um uh you know I think I think Brown is uh last couple of years, you know, he has bulked up a bit and he's a good tight head now. Um so because nobody else is really jumping out,
0: um yeah I've gone for Leon. Luce, have you gone the same there or have you gone with someone different? I
2: have gone different actually. Um I'm I'm starting to like Leon Brown now to be fair. Um, but it's, it's taken me a while. Um, I just felt maybe like he's starting to mature now as a player. Yeah. But because of that, I've gone for someone who's there for six years um, during those um, golden era, like um, Al had said. So between 2003 and 2009, I've gone with um Reece M. Thomas, um, 126 caps. Okay, yeah. um, Only 12 tries, but... Yeah, he's
0: tight-head.
2: That's good. not a bad start, really.
0: No. Um, you got, you got five in one season. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, um, it's a very good start. And for a tight-head prop, he's a, he was a big, big man. He had heart issues, obviously, and that curtailed his career rather significantly. And that was quite sad to see because I think he was very highly thought of within the Welsh setup. Uh, made a couple of appearances for Wales, but maybe not as many as he should have um as that deputy to Adam Jones during those years um, he seems to be well really well liked within the squads because he's often seen on the nights out with quite a lot of the players from from the old Wales <laughs> teams I, I I've I've seen him on nights out I think me and Luce bumped into a group of them uh, a f- a few years ago um I've gone with him as well I think it's the obvious choice for me but I can fully understand Liam Brown and The way he's improved over the last couple of seasons, I think he could definitely usurp Rhys Thomas in that position. Um, Let's move to second rows, because I was actually quite surprised when I looked through the the choices at second rows. Um, Just to name a couple, you've got Matthew Screech in recent years, who has been a brilliant servant for the Dragons. Corey Hill, obviously, ex-captain. The likes of Reinhard Langman was a a captain there. Ian Goff, Luke Charteris... Michael Owen had played in second row for several years, and Rob Sidoli also and you look at those options and you think, where were those options when we talk about the scarlets, where were those options when we talking about the blues um maybe lesser with the ospreys but it's it 's definitely the case that it's probably the strongest position for the dragons, and it's one that I found quite hard finding appearing to be honest um Lewis, did you find the same
2: there were yeah, there were plenty of options um I think I just looked in the end at the stats at um try scoring and yeah how long they were there that kind of thing and what they did at the time so I've chosen um Luke Chatteris and then Corey Hill um I know Corey Hill also moved, obviously moved and he's now gone to Japan but he spent the majority of his rugby career at the Dragons. That's where he came through. That's where he started playing for Wales. Yeah. And then we all know what Luke Charters can do. Um, potentially, well, some would say one of the best, maybe, um, Sagaro row pairing in Welsh rugby union professional leader history, really. So, yeah, I've gone with them too.
0: Al, you're nodding along. Have you gone with the same pairing or have you gone slightly different?
1: I've gone um I've gone Luke, yeah. Um Luke was there for nine years, I think hundred and fifty appearances. I, I think he's gotta be there. Um the second one was between Corey Hill and Ian Gough. Um Hill was there for six years, Goff was there for four, and then he went to the Ospreys, so and he played with the Ospreys for about five years, so I'm tempted to put Corey Hill in there actually.
0: Did Goff come back?
1: Yeah. He came back for one year,
0: yeah. Because I remember Gough when he came back a lot, and I've I've what well, I'm going to say I've gone with Ian Gough because I think Ian Goff is a almost forgotten man of Welsh rugby. He's often you know glazed over when you think of the great second rows, similar to Rob Sedoli, who I also want to give a mention to, who was a cracking player as well. Um, the thing with Goff is he's a real hard grafter and there weren't many of those in Welsh packs, stereotypically. I think he offers something that is lacking in several sides and I think you get a similar thing with Corey Hill, a bit more showmanship because he does have a bit more ability probably than Ian Goff, but Ian Goff was such a great tackler, such a great grafter that that's why I've gone with him. But I've clearly been outvoted, so I'm happy to put Corey Hill in. Um
2: yeah, I went with Ian Goff for the Ospreys in
0: my yeah. Ospreys
1: 15. Yeah. Yeah, I think if Gough was at Dragons for just a couple more years, maybe I'd have gone with him. But um, yeah.
0: No, uh, I can fully understand why you've gone Corey Hill, um, despite him moving to their dearest, closest rivals in the Blues. Uh, which finally brings us to the back row. Um, another area of strength, I think, for the Dragons is fair to say.
1: Yes. Absolutely, yeah. This was quite tough. Uh, in a way, I mean, there's one guy who has to be. There, I'd say maybe two. Um, mm. Yeah. What
0: should we start with? Well, let's start with blindside flanker because I think I think this one for me is a shoe in. Um, mm. I think he played his best years in that position at that club um, before his move to France, which. Turned out to be rather ill-fated. He has since resurrected his career and was terribly unfortunate during the Six Nations pick up an injury, and that's Dan Lidiot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got him in the back row as well. Um, yeah, the problem is fitting them all in, isn't it?
0: You, you've gone with him at yeah. seven, have you?
1: Well, I want the two eights,
0: see? Yeah. I can fully understand <laughs> so, that. I can fully understand that. But unless, I, I have never seen, by well, the two eights, I, I assume you're referring to, to Lupe Faletau and Mike Owen. That's right. Who, yeah. I must admit, I looked up earlier today and had completely forgotten the fact, as a Liverpool fan, <laughs> that there was a rather more famous Mike Owen. <laughs> 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 so I was looking through the photos and thinking, oh, this isn't the right Michael Lowen. <laughs> it took me a while to <laughs> sort of comprehend what I'd done. Um i i'd never seen michael owen play anywhere by eight or second row personally um and that's the difficulty i think um
2: i've gone with him um, at seven only because i remember him as a native. apparently he did play flanker so to keep lydia at six and him for michael owen at seven
0: <laughs> aled i think you've gone falato at six lydia at seven is that the combination you've gone with
1: Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, because Balotow has been
0: a few games at six, hasn't he? Yes, rather more recently for Bath. <laughs> um, well, considering we've named all three members that you both have, I'm going to mention mine, which is Nick Cudd. Now, okay. I thought Nick Cudd was a brilliant player for the Dragons. Every time I'd watched the Dragons, I thought he would stand out. He'd often get two or three turnovers. He was small. He got a lot of injuries, unfortunately. I think he's been released recently by the Dragons um, and had an unfortunate spell maybe with a lot of young talent coming through with the likes of Oli Griffiths and Tim Basham recently. I do think both of those could be the seven that we'd put in the list of Dragons in the future. The problem with both of them, especially Oli Griffiths, is his injury record. I think Oli Griffiths would have been in this list had it not been for injuries. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just wondering was Colin Chavez ever a consideration for either of you or was that yeah. something that sort of was pushed away
1: um, no Colin was there yeah I just think he he came to Dragons near the end of his career I think so probably played his best years before that um, mm-hmm. and he went to Newcastle didn't he for a bit so yeah, yeah. to be
0: honest
2: I thought of Colin Charles before I thought of Michael Owen yeah. So I did have him in, and then I remembered Michael Owen. when I thought, well, wow, got to have him in
0: somewhere. Yeah. Even if it's a position he has never placed before he's in. Yeah. Um, I must admit, it doesn't sit well with me to have a fantasy back row. Um, although, <laughs> to be fair, with my Kerry Sweeney choice, I don't think I've got a leg to stand on, or certainly not a high horse to be on. Um, out of the two, I'm trying to think which is the better combination – for me, I feel Lydia has to be at six because I, that's where I think he was most destructive. Um, mm. I don't think he's a particularly great seven and that's no disrespect to him. I just think he's a completely different player. He's a, he's a destroyer rather than a poacher. So you're playing Michael Owen at seven? Um, well, I'm not confident <laughs> with either of them. I've got to be honest, aled. You put me in this position. I'm not happy with it either way. I'm going to go with Falatau at seven. Ooh okay <laughs> is that fair he's quicker than owen yeah good too. i think he's the most i think he's the quickest of the three is he not yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. um doesn't sit well with me at all <laughs> it looks like one of the balances of the back rows of the dragons that they've had recently with harrison keddy moriarty and wainwright um but that's the balance we've gone with um I will say now Nick Cudd would make that a better back row by his balance. But anyway, let's move past that. Um I've been outvoted. I'm happy I'm was, happy with um, those three being there. It was
1: um it was Jason Forster as well. Um Yeah. Who may have
0: actually, he was a seven, wasn't he? Yes, he was, which you know. Yeah. Which we we we've definitely lacking in that back row. I don't know who's doing the poaching, who's doing the turnovers. It seems like Elliot is getting through a lot of work there. Um <laughs>
1: Look be wiki again, but um, you had about 70 odd appearances. And he says he scored over 20 tries for the
0: Dragons. Again, also. I'm looking at the Dragons website and that's that's spot on. So, yeah, I think that's the case. I, I was trying to remember, I think Richard Parks was a Dragon as well, the rugby player come explorer. Um, and he was a decent seven, as was Gavin Thomas. I think he was there for a number of years after yeah. his Scarlet's days. Um, yeah. And he was a pretty decent player. Actually, I think Robin Salton-Taylor may have been down there for a few years after his Cardiff days. Yeah, so, so there's so. a number of players that finish their career at Dragons, which seems seems to be a growing theme is that Dragons seem to have yeah. players at their end of their careers or at the start of their careers and not their yeah. peaks. Um, yeah. Well, you could argue with Lydiat and how did they have them for their peaks? Possibly they did, if you think that those players have passed their peak by now. Um yeah. I'll I'll just run through the team. It's it's a bit of a mishmash. There are certainly players playing in uh, unfamiliar positions and that sort of thing. But Percy Montgomery is our fullback. Kevin Morgan, Alec Brewer on the wings. A centre combination of Matthew Watkins and Ashley Smith. Kerry Sweeney and Gareth Cooper make up the halfbacks. A front row of Brock Harris, Elliot D, Rhys Thomas, Corey Hill, and Luke Chartres in the second rows, and Dan Leit, Tlupe Faletau and Michael Owen in the back row. As always, I'm going to ask you who is the captain of this team and also who would be the coach. Um, That's going to be a difficult one. Um, I don't think there's been a a key candidate for coach, but we'll come to it. As the captains, I'm just looking through now. Elliot D, he's captains. Corey Hill, Luke Charteris, Lydia Falatao or Michael Owen, I think any of them could be your captains. I know Anna's a bit partial to a, a forward captain. But I'd also mention Ashley Smith was a captain for years and uh, Percy Montgomery obviously captained the Springboks several times. Which which one of those takes your fancy, Lucy?
2: I'm going to go, I think. You know what? Michael Owen captained Wales numerous times, didn't
0: he? You're captain of the 2005 yeah. Grand Slam.
2: Yeah, I'm going for him. I'm going for Michael Owen.
0: Michael Owen for Lucy. aled's nodding. Have you gone as well with him?
1: Yeah, I'm also going for Owen, yeah. As you say... Welsh captain
0: so yeah look no, no further uh, I would have gone with Ashley Smith but I think that's my bias to Ashley Smith I still can't work out why I was so obsessed with him as a youngster I just, just had images of me making a centre partnership with him but uh, I was playing prop at the time so I don't think that was ever going to happen um, and coach that's the final option and are there any options that stand out here We there's a few that have represented other clubs that I'd like to Ling Jones Kingsley Jones <laughs> um, Dean Ryan recently, I think he's done a good job. Um, Aled, I assume you're not going with Bernard Jackman uh, after his um, ill-fated spell.
1: No, no, I like listening to Jackman. He's quite a good pundit. Um, uh, yeah, this is, co- this
0: is coach, not pundit, unfortunately. Who was their coach um, when the when the regions began? Their first one would have been Ruddock.
2: Right.
1: Oh yeah, yes, it's got to be, it's got to be,
0: isn't it? You know, led Wales to a grand slam the following season in two thousand and five. Um, I take it that that's the option you're both going to go with. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's I common,
2: think
0: um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I will put a mention okay. in for Dean Ryan. I think he's a very good coach. I was very surprised they managed to get him. I thought he did a superb job at Worcester pre uh, joining uh the dragons um but yeah i 'll go with my credit too, so we've got a full house so there's our team, and there's our coach um it 's a tough one, I think that 's fair to say we're going to be moving to unfamiliar waters in the next couple of weeks with these. next time we will be doing foreign imports uh into Welsh regions, and that will be our fifteen. Um, I think that's going to be a tough one. We've we found it quite difficult in certain parts, particularly the front row. Um, <laughs> so hopefully that'll be fun. But I hope you really enjoyed this podcast and look forward to the next podcast coming in on Thursday. Thanks very much. So long. Thanks. Thanks.